I have to tell the people about the Patreon. Yes, you do. Patreon.com slash SMDB. SMDB, like so many damn books. For just a dollar, you can join up and you get access to all the exclusive content that I record just for the Patreon. Also, you get to join the book club. The So Many Damn Books book club. It's been some of the best conversations I've had about books. It really always sounds like a blast. I usually like come home and just hear like giggles coming from the library. So it's a great time. You should join. And I would love to have more people join the fray. You may or may not know that Christopher runs this whole show himself on the hosting side, on the technical side, everything. This is a one-man show, truly. He does it all. Support your boy Christopher. Even at the dollar level really helps. So uh, join up patreon.com slash smdb i'd love to have you patreon.com slash smdb on with the show books 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 everybody read 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 are we recording yeah i pushed the button just to make sure that we get all of this really Terrific content. So many, so many, so many damn books. Welcome to So Many Damn Books. I'm Christopher. I'm Drew. And we are chatting to each other. No guest. No guest. No parachute. No (laughs) parents. Yeah. Great cheesy pizza just for me. Party at our house. Somebody else bring the keg. People all around the block. Come and get it. It's a Aaron's party reference. I, man, <laughs> I was reaching and I could not find. If uh, if you ever, if anybody listening ever gets me at a party and would like to hear me do not that song, but um, that's how I beat Shaq. I can do that in its entirety. You know, uh, it's the kind of thing <laughs> that makes you look forward to um, senility. The... <laughs> When I'll just be randomly, it's like, oh, that's very nice, Mr. Hermelin. I'm sure that you beat Shaq at a one-on-one pickup basketball game. Yeah, in the, in the, um, after Skynet has become self-aware and everything, kids will not believe that there was a popular song about this and they'll just think that you're like making shit up. Exactly. How are you? How is your reading? It's all right. Great. Podcast over. (laughs) (laughs) We did it. I, um, okay. This kind of leads into a what'd you buy situation. Okay. But I like, we've talked about this before. I like having my reading not necessarily chosen chosen for me but a little bit of a sense sometimes it is overwhelming to look at your tbr and be like well i maybe i want to read there oh could i do this right now and it's nice to just get something and be like okay i'm supposed to read this next i've always loved that about the biblioracle john warner's yeah shtick. um my second mr b's emporium subscription installment arrived okay uh so i guess that's technically what counts as my what'd you buy okay and it was one of those things. I went out to the mailbox, hoping that hoping that it would be there. And I pulled out the thing, and I knew instinctively. I was like, "Oh, this is going to be a book from Charco Press." I don't know how I knew that. It's not okay. like I could see through it. I knew nothing else about it. 
it was a slim package. Sure enough, it was. It was one of their newer releases, I think out last fall, called Ramifications by Daniel Saldana Paris, translated by Christina McSweeney. And it was one of those things where it was like, it showed up and I eagerly was waiting for the book that I was currently reading to be done. Nothing I could do to make it go faster, obviously. Uh, but then I was like, great, I know what's next. And so that, I feel like that, I've had that a couple of times, this pandemic, where like there's an obvious next. And that I've that just feels very relaxing. Yeah, that is nice. How about you? That's what you're saying. Well, I've got, I, I bought a couple of sort of random things. Um, I've, I saw this YA novel that I was just sort of, glancing at and then thought, yeah, you know what? It's time for me to read another YA book. And it was um, Lone Lee's new uh, A Pho Love Story. Cool. And it's pho spelled like the the dish, P-H-O. Oh, yeah. And it's about, it's it's YA with the teens both work at their parents' restaurant. Cool. And I think the restaurants are warring. It's like Romeo and Juliet. They fall in love with each other, even though their their families are in you know, competition with one another. That's fun. Yeah. And then the other fun thing I got is, um, so Ryan North and Albert Montes mm-hmm. um, adapted Slaughterhouse-Five into a graphic novel. Whoa. And I am super excited. It just derived um, really cool, Whoa. crazy cool. cover. Um, I, I really can't wait because I remember thinking Slaughterhouse-Five was the bee's knees back in high school. Um, sure, yeah. And, you know, it's that was the first Vonnegut I ever read. And Would I you... haven't read it since high school. So I do feel like I remember Billy Pilgrim. I remember some of the things that happen, but not the full narrative. So this is going to be feel like a very new reading experience. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, very different. Way weirder than I recommend it to, oh. than I remember it to. It's a super weird book. Um, and I remember it's, I and I get all of the like subsequent because once you read one Vonnegut, you kind of want to read a bunch. You want to mm-hmm. stay in that mind. And he's so good at like these, that slim novel that makes you want more. Yeah. Um, and so like, I'm not sure if all my memories of Slaughterhouse-Five are actually Slaughterhouse-Five. It might have some Cat's Cradle and like <laughs> uh, Time Quake and Bluebeard like mm-hmm. mixed in. Um, it feels right for Vonnegut, though, you know, like a little bit oh, of yeah, just he'd, a he'd be pleased. I feel an like. ur text. Yeah, I remember I I listened to a um, a John Malkovich reading of a Kurt Vonnegut book, and that was also a really good marriage Ooh. of like performer and book. And so, like Ryan North, who who did um who does dinosaur comics still, and he also writes for Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, uh, or he did. And a bunch of other cool comics and stuff. So I'm really excited to see how this works out. I only read good things online. Yeah, that's very cool. You'll have to you'll have to report back to the class. <laughs> Talk to you about it. Forget it. <laughs> Forget it. With you know how I got a video game system for Christmas. Yes. Um, I've been playing the Zelda game, Breath of the Wild, that mm-hmm. sort of took the world by storm when it came out. And I think it's I think it's four years old at this point. Um, but my God, it's an incredible video game. And I've been 
worried ever since I got this thing. Like, how is this going to help or hinder, you know, because there's only so many hours in a day. How am I going to fit it in with all the reading I want to do? And I have to say that one of the things that really helped me out of my slump was the video game system because it took the onus off books to be this fun, distracting, immersive experience because I was getting that somewhere else. Books could then fulfill a much slimmer and easier set of um, expectations for me. And I don't know if I just, I'm reporting this to you because I've never really felt like this before. And I'm curious if other people understand what I'm talking about who also play video games and read books and find space for both. (laughs) If this like does um, work for them too. Like, I feel like I'm reading more now and feeling less like it has to be everything. Yeah. Because like, there's this other thing that's sort of fulfilling some of the role that books played. That's cool. So yeah, that was the big thing out of the slump for me. Oh, interesting. I feel like there's, you know, I wonder how much of that too is the way that narrative video games have started to feel more and more like novels at times. I've been playing this game um, Inside that was made by the people who did Limbo, and it's more or less a side scroller in a way but it like you get thrown into it very simple controls but you have to like kind of figure it out yourself and you're watching the story kind of build as you're moving through the thing and it feels like i don't know it the the analogs that i quickly go to are experimental novels more than they are anything else i love that video games or just like the form is so available to people that want to tell a story a different way that it no longer it's kind of even closer now to something that like anybody can do can put together a sort of text-based adventure and find an artist and yeah and there's like video game engines for you to sort of slap your own wallpaper onto i think uh robin sloan is working on a video game ah yes that would be great author of sourdough and Mr. Penumbra's 24-hour bookstore. I feel yeah, like... Yeah, it feels like a logical progression. It does. Another thing that has this has helped is when I don't like a book, I don't feel like I'm part of my slump. You know what I mean? It's just like that book just isn't... Oh, isn't dude, like yeah. helpful. It's just like, oh, right. Like, I cannot like a book and that's fine. Man, it's not that's like... huge. It's not like part of a bigger... Um, sequence of me losing my lust for reading i've been thinking about that i've been thinking about that exact thing a lot recently i've been working on an essay about like learning to let go of books Mm -hmm. and there is something about the way that once you can start like i don't know i we've talked about this i was a like i kept every single book that i had Mm -hmm. Every book that came over the transom, like my TBR at one point was close to 300 books because I just wouldn't let go of things. And that's books that you've owned, that you actually owned on your shelves. Yeah. Yeah. And once I learned to start being able to like let go of them for whatever reason and not feel bad about it or like 
it's happened in a slump too, where you like pick up four things and you're like, oh, these are all, oh no, it's me. That's like, oh, right. I mean, it is, but also. Sometimes it's the book. Sometimes it's the book. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's fine too. Yeah. Even if it is you and, you know, I think ultimately it always, it always ends up being you and not the book. Um, And and it's just like a, a culture clash. Your internal culture versus external culture. Mm-hmm. Your biome anyway. that day because you didn't yes. eat your yogurt in the morning or whatever. Who knows? Or, or you just were so tired of talking to Polly Shore and you're just like, <laughs> oh, no, wait, that's Biodome. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I'm excited to read outside. Oh, now God. that the weather is getting nicer, I feel like that there is a shift that happens when suddenly it's light at six. <laughs> it's not dark and terrible at six. Um, the way that that also, I feel like it changes what I want to read. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we're, you know, we we're we're out the other side. We can see the light at the end of the tunnel and like that light mm-hmm. is shining on book pages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Everything needs to be a conceit, damn it. <laughs> but I I I I agree. I I'm excited to just read on a stoop. Mhm. You know, or on the roof. Yeah. Oh man, I wonder if I can read on my roof. A slant might be a little bit. It's a little more aggressive than a New York roof. But you own this house. You could build yourself a little reading. Let me tell you something, Christopher. I have already been thinking about it. (laughs) I have a whole I have a whole idea. I want to knock corner of the wall out and make a little situation. And Danny was like, um, let's finish the downstairs bathroom first. That makes me think of this um Instagram that I follow called Zillow Gone Wild. And it's just it's always like it's sometimes it's like a bunch of normal things and then there's one really weird like Elvis room and like the, all the Elvis <laughs> stuff is like attached to the house and you can't get rid of it because it's all part of the foundation. There was, uh, I can think of two of these that I have loved recently and one of them also goes back to the video game thing, but there was the Zillow listing that was like a former prison. Mm-hmm. That one was pretty fucking weird because it was a normal house and then it was like, what's behind this big steel door? Right. A 12 inmate prison. Um, But the other one, did you see this? It was like this house that you could do the inside tour. And there was like a weird downstairs and it kind of went on forever. It felt like um, like those old school video games where it was like the blocky move left and right. And it was just like, here is a bathtub with a bunch of CDs in it. Like, what? Right. Yeah, I do remember that one. And there's also the one that there was like a whole Christmas town in the basement. Oh, yeah. That was like like five eighth size, and they had a bunch of um, vintage cars down there as well to like go across their <laughs> Christmas boulevards that they'd made <laughs> underground. And I'm just like, okay, like I get like that's what that's probably what would happen if I won the lottery sure i would end up with an underground christmas town (laughs) (laughs) yeah that feels about right but no no out into the light out into spring out into the light yes actually um well 
Is it too? Should we just go to recommendations? Because I have a I have a recommendation that's yeah. Just why like, not? It's for spring. It's for spring reading. We read some pretty cool books. We recommend you take a look. Yeah. I like this. Okay. Raft of Stars by Andrew J. Graff. Cool. It's um it starts with a letter from two ten year old boys where they're like, We accidentally killed his dad. Um, we took all of the wilderness supplies, we'll pay you back. And then you find out like what exactly happened, like Whoa. how they how they shot the gun and all the and then it's like um one of their moms trying to go and get them, and then the the sheriff that's also trying to go and find them in the it's really, it's a really fun sort of adventure. And wow. they actually are on a raft for most of it. These two 10 year old boys. Cool. Yeah. Really, really good details. And it's outdoors. And I just feel like it's one of these things where you're just, it's, it's be perfect for your first read in the park Ooh, where yeah. you don't have to be wearing a third jacket. Yeah. Right. So that that, that's great. my, that's my one, that's my one wreck. Yeah, I also have a springy you... one. Okay, great. It also falls into the category of things that showed up and felt like, ooh, I will obviously read this next. Uh, and that is Clara and the Sun, the new Kazuro Ishiguro novel. It is... The Sun plays a very prominent role um, mm-hmm. in the plot of the novel but also in the thoughts of the titular artificial friend clara the book is of course it is like tremendously sad at times um as ishiguro novels are wont to be but it's also it just there's this like even when it's sad this brightness of prose this sort of just like the joy of reading a modern master firing on all cylinders. Wow. Um, yeah, it just, I read it sort of right as the time change happened. Mm-hmm. And I had this physical sense as I was reading the book of just like tilting upwards, like, a, you know, like a plant growing towards the sun <laughs> kind of thing. Right. You're a prayer plant. Like, whoa. yeah, I yeah. get it. It really, really, um, it's just lovely. Made me excited for spring, for reading, mm-hmm. reading in the spring, and putting a spring into my reading. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's go to our patrons. Yeah, let's go to them. They have some really fun reads, and we'll let them take it from here. I'm Courtney. I'm from Arkansas and I want to recommend American Delirium by Bettina Gonzalez because it is just bizarre and bold and weird. Um, and it's for people who liked either The Seep by Shauna Porter or The Beautiful Bureaucrat by Helen Phillips. I'm Erin from Portland and I'm going to recommend The Book of Delights by Ross Gay. Um, because it's, um, 
delightful. <laughs> and um, don't be fooled, it's not too saccharine. Um, it deals with, with love and grief and many beautiful things. And it's for people who are feeling like they have a short attention span because the chapters are, are very short and digestible. And um, one chapter is the perfect length of time to cook an egg. So if you like to read while you're cooking breakfast, like I do, you won't ruin your eggs. Hi, I'm Brian from Staten Island. I want to recommend Beowulf, a new translation by Maria Devana Headley, because it breathes new life into the classic. It's to be read in a single sitting. It's for people who like legend and adventure and amazing verse. The entire book is a, a war cry. Um, I loved every word of it. That's our show. That is our show. And We've done we it again, folks. are so glad that you listened and we would love it if you would go to iTunes and leave us a review. Um, we love when that happens. We seriously love it. And if you haven't done it yet, it makes our day, makes our spring day. Truly it does. Truly. It we does. also love whenever there's a new patron. Um, we, we can't wait to hang out with some more patrons coming this weekend. And, you know, happy reading. Happy reading. Happy spring. May the uh, Easter Bunny lay many eggs for you all. Is that how that works? It's exactly how it works. He comes back from the dead and lays a bunch of eggs. Uh-huh. <laughs>